Howdy, partner, and welcome to Tom Hanks Giving. It's me, your host, Elvis, and today we are talking about a very special movie in the Hanks filmography. We're going all the way back to his very first cinematic appearance. That's right, before Mazes and Monsters, Tom Hanks had a supporting role in a little horror film called He Knows You're Alone. Hey, Elvis. Oh, Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> How's it going? Fine. You scared the shit. I thought I was alone. Like, you know, I was going to do this podcast solo because of the whole title of the title. movie. But uh, while you're here... You want me to sit down? Yeah, yeah. You watched it, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm the only ones who've seen it. <laughs> and possibly in the entire universe. Uh, so today we are joined, of course, by Andy Green... Hey, um, universe. This week, we are celebrating our Hanksiversary. Tom Hanksgiving, the podcast, is officially One. a year old. Uh, we have done 30 episodes. We've talked about 28 films. Whew. And uh, we are actually pretty... Like, I, I checked uh, how much, how many movies we got left, and we're starting to run out. We're about halfway through the movies. We got, like... Tom Hanks better work a little bit I more. I know, he needs some more work. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start uh, maybe flirting with some television stuff, maybe some miniseries, some bosoms, some buddies. We we, we will definitely I'll get flirt with some buzzy, buzzy through buddy. some bosom buddies <laughs> by the end. So there's some future with Tom Hanks, but before we today we're doing it, it's it's because it's a special episode. The origin, the origin story of Hanks, uh, and we're very excited. So he knows you're alone. Let me break you down break down a couple things. Uh, 1980. Uh, directed by Armand Mastroni, something like that. It's it's uh, my apologies. Uh, it is Armand. Well, I know the ri- the writer. <laughs> <laughs> the writer is Scott Parker. Uh, Armand Mastroianni. No, you had it right. <laughs> I told you. And guys, if you're listening, let us know. We'll do a second episode with you on the show. <laughs> I'll make Andy watch it again. No. I am probably the only person who's seen this movie twice. And uh, considering that this is generally the kind of podcast where I criticize you, the listener, if you haven't watched the movie beforehand, we're going to let you get, we're going to give you a pass today because <laughs> it's not easy to find. At least Mazes and Monsters would even on like YouTube. So you could have seen it. Uh, this one's hard to find and not great. It's worth it. I no no I thought I have a great I think it's a really fun movie to watch. It's not a good movie by any means. I it's not even it's that a lot of fun with us and the or just, yeah. yeah it's like a, it's if you're the good. kind of person who likes to watch goofy horror films or like your MST3K yeah. kind of not great films, but it's it's not like it's unwatchable. It's perfectly serviceable. It's a great chat while watching yeah movie uh, like for drinking parties yeah, or, or just a, an, a joke around movie yeah we did that through this we did and and it was a lot of fun and uh, so I would recommend it on that point but as a as a and, and of course as the glimpse into the Hank's origin absolutely must see and we'll talk about him of course um, but uh, it's three almost, minutes of screen time <laughs> maybe a little more but uh, he has a significant little monologue in there oh yeah he actually um, says the point of the movie. Though. Yeah, yeah, which which we'll get into. Um, and yeah, so obviously this is, it's not, it's a little bit more than a cameo, and he was, he wasn't famous here, so this is obviously not really a cameo, but we're taking a look at it today because A, it's kind of a fun little break from our usual kind of discussion. We don't really get to do any horror with uh, Tom Hanks. Why and not? It, he's just not in any horror films. Why, why not? I mean, I think he could be great yeah. as he was in this film. Well, I uh, want to see him as the killer. 
I would love to see that too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a lady killer once. <laughs> and it wasn't and great. <laughs> I think I, I think I had more fun watching this movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> he killed some people in Road to Perdition. I can't wait for us to get to that one unless it's already happened in the run of the show. <laughs> in which case, ignore this comment. Uh, but no, no, no. But we're looking at this one today. We're giving this one a full episode because it'll be a kind of a nice little departure. And because it's his first on-screen appearance, we can really talk about like where that leads. When he cameos in, like say, the Simpsons movie or Elvis has left the building, it's less about... This actor finding his future and just kind of showing up for fun. Um, So we might do in the future like a kind of combined cameo episode. I don't quite know how we're going to work that out yet. But uh, for right now, we're going to devote a whole episode to He Knows You're Alone. So (laughs) it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Andy. Yes. Summarize the film for us. Oh, Jesus. I mean, you (laughs) Okay, here it is. It's every horror movie you've ever seen. (laughs) No, it's not that creative. Uh, if you've seen one horror movie, you've seen He Knows. You're alone. There we go. Yeah, uh, basically, if you've seen Halloween, for sure, uh, it's not that similar, but like it's exactly the same thing. Basically, it's about Amy, played by actress. Actress. Oh, that's the only thing I didn't write down on my good page. <laughs> that's what I thought you said. You had the actors' names. I do. They're right here. Uh, Amy is played by the lovely Caitlin Oh, Harlty. <laughs> Ohini. Ohini. No, Oherny. Oherny. Please cut oh, her- this. Um, no, <laughs> no, I'm not I cutting this. Uh, her name is Amy Jensen, uh, and, she's, and she's getting married she's soon. She's getting married. I, I, yeah. To Phil. To Phil, the douchebag. Phil, because Phil's getting, he's got porn and the women on the way for his bachelor party. Yeah, we, we. Bachelor leave. party, by the way. A nice little Hanks reference. Hey, Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of us in this movie. <laughs> Not really. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, she's she hangs out with her girlfriends for like the last week or so while he's out of town before yeah, he's the at, wedding. He's, yeah, he's out of town for she's a week. She's having second thoughts. Mm-hmm. And basically there's a killer out there that kills people that are getting married. And yes. apparently everyone else that is surrounding them. Yeah, he does, he's not a steadfast to the rules kind of killer. <laughs> he's just kind of like, uh, well, you're on my way to the thing I'm trying to kill. Because it makes it more dramatic if I save the actual yeah. bride-to-be last. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like this. It's not really a murder mystery, but it's uh No, you know uh, who the killer is from frame one. You see his face? You see his face. He doesn't okay. have a mask. That's let's, actually very interesting. Let's talk about that. Uh, the killer, who apparently doesn't have a name. I can't remember if he... He just says killer, but we hear his name is a, Ray. Ray, yes. His name is Ray. The most intimidating name for a murder in any horror film. Definitely. Uh, he, we were calling him Big Man because oh, yeah, <laughs> um, Hanks in his uh, one scene asked if if the person following was, her was, was a big, big man. man, and he's like, "Yeah, I guess so." And that means it's sexual. That means it's a sexual thing. But let's talk about uh, Ray, aka Big Man, aka Killer, aka Knife Stabber Man, aka <clears throat> Tom Rolfing. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Rolfing. Oh yeah, he was the and. Yes, because he was the killer. Yeah. Um, what do you make of introducing your villain for your slasher movie, Like, and you just see his face? Like, Can you think of another movie where that happens? I, I can't, because normally there's at least even like a paper bag over the head. Yeah, like, so like you have... I kind of like it. I'd... I mean, it'd be cooler and more interesting. Maybe if it had a veil. 
Because he's like a veil. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Or he's, I was oh, that makes me think of Insidious Girl, who's terrifying. But this would have predated it. Oh, and it would have been way. But it, it made sense because it's thematic. Like, yeah, he yeah. Because that's rides his, on there. It's his kitsch. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the bridal killer or whatever. So a veil would have been really neat. Um, would have given him something interesting beyond oh, it's the guy. He has weird. Eyes. He's, 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 uh, they're not that scary though. Like that scene where he's repeatedly stabbing someone. Yeah, it looks yeah. more like it's just very awkward. Uh, this movie. Let's get he it. Kind of looks bored when he's killing. Yeah, he's not. Maybe a slight sexual thrill. Yeah, slightly robotic though. Yeah, he's 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 not really into it. I mean, apparently this guy is a is a. We find out he's scorned from. Uh, his he must have been in love with this woman who ended up trying to marry was a, was going to marry a detective Len, Len Gamble Gamble the worst detective I've ever seen <laughs> in any movie but he looks great he looks he's got the great looks he got that that Handlebar. classic mustache and he uh, he's like he's a, he's a hothead and he's like let me g- give me a couple hours I'm gonna figure out the case myself he needs way more time he needs, <laughs> he needs more time and some backup because he's really bad at his job but uh, yeah so apparently. Uh, killer Ray was pissed off that his woman was going to go marry Detective Gamble, kills her, and that's kind of his origin story. Yeah, we and see that in the flashback, which yeah, is kind of interesting. Yeah, we actually get a flashback from Ray after uh, like the beginning of the movie, and it's like, okay, so we get everything we need to know about our killer. There's no Mystery. surprises, no. Yeah. which is like the most backwards way. Like even like in bad horror movies where it's like, oh, we found out why he does the thing he does, and that's not really a story, but like it's kind of a device, so it makes you stay interested. They just don't do that at all in this movie for some reason. I I guess that's like it does have a few things that are different. It, no, no, it's, yeah. it's actually interesting because this I feel like this movie is halfway trying to be subversive about the horror genre, um, which is really interesting because horror is maybe the most self-referential genre that there is, which is kind of why it changes so quickly. Yeah. And one of the reasons I love it, actually. But this movie specifically, it's like not interesting or compelling enough to be really saying anything about the horror genre, but it it points out these weird tropes sometimes. Like, uh, I like how the the beginning of the film we start off with Two, two, three false protagonists. Yeah, because uh, we start in it's like this classic. Oh no, he's outside the the car, and we have the making out teenagers who are played by like twenty eight year olds. Yeah, um, and uh, every woman in this movie has super hearing. Yes, yes, <laughs> she can hear. A rustle in the woods when they're making out in the car with the music up and the windows up. That's incredible. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I just had to say that. No, no, that's good. And our uh, alternative interpretation of the movie is that uh, the killer is actually just out to stop all of the uh, budding X-Men. Yeah. Because they're all supernatural. Um, But uh, no, yeah. uh, So it starts off and this scene in the car, the classic cliched scene, is actually a movie. It's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. That's fun. And then we follow this girl who's terrified, who's with her friend at the movies. She goes to the bathroom. She has a a ring. She's excited for her. Yeah, yeah. And we see, yeah, she's getting married. She's got an engagement ring. Um, And then she thinks she's being followed. She's freaking out. She goes back into the movie theater and we see... Killer Ray sit down behind her, and uh, he kills her there. So at it's the like, same time that the person gets killed during the movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah, so I mean that's a neat that's a neat and little, like the fucking knife just goes through the the seat. I, she she wouldn't die that quickly, <laughs> but but for the movie, all right, I'm allowing it. It's yeah, cool, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's a neat death, and I, it's so like that was cool because it's like super bold right at the beginning. It's like we see the fucking guy, and he's just gonna kill her in public. Um, that maybe the 
second most interesting kill uh, in the movie. We'll get to oh, the yeah, most yeah, interesting. Yeah. I like that they also put some heavy guilt on the friend because yeah. the friend's like, oh, no one's following you or whatever you're talking about. You're just scared from the movie. And then next thing she knows, she's a dead friend. Yeah, and Gamble shows up and she's like legitimately, it was my fault. Which I like, yeah, there's some pieces in this movie where they give something interesting to the like the side characters. Like, So there's little flavors I like, but... Uh, and then even the, the so we think she's we, we think oh this character in the car in the movie is their protagonist but oh no wait it's a movie subverting like oh or like it's yeah. a horror film that happens sometimes and then we think oh this girl who's getting married who goes to the bathroom is scared of the movie that's our protagonist nope she's dead <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of doing the screen maybe thing. it's the friend of the person and then no and, and then no we never see yet. her again and then it's like oh Lieutenant Gamble he shows up or Detective Gamble and it's like. No. Why'd you wake me up? Yeah, it's like, oh, is he our protagonist? Not really, no. And then because we get the flashback from Killer Ray's point of view, it's like, wait, is he our protagonist? Are we following the killer? Is it some weird Henry the serial portrait of a serial oh, killer? God, are thing? we rooting for Killer? That's what I thought yeah. the first time I saw it. And then, no, finally we meet our real protagonist, who is Amy, as we said before. And uh, I like Amy. I like what. Are you crushing she, on Amy? She's kind of kind of got a Shelley Long thing going on. Uh, I'm down for her. Yeah, she she looks uh, she's an every woman. She looks like a, someone you recognize when you just see her. Yeah, she's familiar. Yeah. She's she's attractive, but she's not like too stunning. Uh, I like her little pointy nose and her her voice is uh, I don't know. She's she's she's, she's playful. I yeah, like that. Yeah, um, I'm a fan of Amy. Her, her friends are crazy. Her or friends not are not crazy, but like they're, they're they got some attitude. Yeah, I like the trio. Pizzazz. Um It's it's very much. Uh, women pre-feminism written by a man in the 80s, or I guess the 70s probably. But, uh, no, I don't know, this could have been written in a weekend. (laughs) 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 And this movie continues to do some weird subversive stuff. There's a couple more uh, things I wrote down. Uh, The other big thing, it kind of like references Psycho explicitly uh, in the scene where we see... uh, Nancy in the shower, and was like, "Oh no, is she gonna die?" Like they actually get the shot of the the faucet of the fa- or the, the the drain, the drain. Sorry. Um, yeah. the well, they also even the reference it earlier because Tom Hanks is talking about yes. like how people are afraid of going in the shower, it's, or afraid like, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he talks about how he's obsessed with fear, and he like mentions he kind of goes into this weird sort of thematic analysis of horror movies. Like again, it's like here's the mouthpiece of this like really interesting movie where it's talking about itself. Yeah. Um and he's like like why do we pay, pay to get scared? To get scared. Like why and that's it's kinda it's an interesting question and um like I'm interested, but the movie kinda doesn't do anything with it. But uh, I like that Tom it's there. Tom Hanks is trying to solve horror for us, it makes, and the movie doesn't care. It makes him the most interesting character, because he's kind of self-aware. He, it's, he's like uh, the funny guy uh, from Scream. Oh, uh, okay. Who's aware of the references uh, beforehand. I know what you're talking about. Uh, or, or even, it's, it's like, a, like a microcosm of Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I kind of like that it's doing these things. It makes it interesting. It doesn't make it good, because they're not really... The story doesn't really end up being about that or yeah, have anything it too to much say. Credit, I think. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I, I like that they're trying something and it's in there. Uh, and then there's just a couple other things. Um, the, oh, the last really like it seems like they're maybe trying something. Shot, which we we kind of talked about, yeah. was the scene. There's a scene uh, after she thinks she sees the killer outside the window, and then she's getting all romantic with her secondary love interest, Marvin, Marvin Gardens. <laughs> Marvin Gardens. <laughs> Uh, Who we'll, sucks? We'll talk about him. Everyone, in a yeah. Oh god, Marvin sucks. Um, 
Uh, so she's kind of getting sm- not smoochy because she's still engaged, uh, but like they're having a romantic moment. But in the background of the shot, we're seeing her friend Nancy and her little sister vomit into the <laughs> sink. And it's like there's this weird juxtaposition. It's like, are the filmmakers trying to say something about how gross the kissy no. scenes in horror films are or just like well yeah or just how bullshit like the romance is in it like the, yeah or just the two lead like it's like i it's don't like, care about these guys yeah we know you're not watching the movie for this boring subplot exactly <laughs> yeah uh, and like that maybe like more so that was my the, favorite scene i think that's like in terms of the intelligent like critique things it tries to do that was the most successful i don't know if it was intentional <laughs> But if it was, hot damn. That was, yeah. I, think I mean, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to make out when people are vomiting behind you. That's the dream. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's college. That's college for you. And I guess they're all in college. They kind of say that. Not the little sister. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although we definitely know. She was vomiting because she had too much cake, not too much to drink. Yes. Thank God. Um, <laughs> and Nancy apparently gets really horny when she's drunk. <laughs> that's that's she, how she played that line. Oh, yeah. She is just like. Sl- like drooling all over the camera in that, yeah. in that scene. Nancy does a lot of fun things. Nancy's fun. She she's the one who goes after uh, Tom Hanks, the jogger. The jogger. He's great. As the apparently jogger. he's a jogger that stares at her. Isn't that interesting? Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a lot of just stalking in general in this movie. Yeah, Marvin Even Gardens, the Killer fucking Ray. heroes or protagonists are just not the killer. Mm-hmm. Are all just as bad. I mean, not just as bad, but they all <laughs> are stalking. Yeah, I, I, is there actually is there a Decent portrayal of a of a male in this movie, because I was thinking maybe Hanks. He's a little manipulative though. Um, uh, maybe no. Ralph kind of winks at Marvin. Yeah, that, that we we thought we were def- we were defending Ralph as he's like he's, he's a tailor. He's a tailor, and he was like uh, fixing up uh, the seams on her wedding gown It'd when she was in tasteful. it. And it was like, oh, is he going to be creepy? And like, no, it was just like slightly awkward, like human beings would be. Yeah. Totally respectful. But then, yeah, he lets Marvin Gardens, the asshole, like come s- in while she's, while she's in her underwear. It's like, yeah. what a fucker. Um, so he, he he deserved to die. <laughs> <laughs> I poor Roz. Rosalind, his wife, and I'm just thinking about Frasier now or Monsters Inc. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of cute? Like a, a couple that like owns a, a bridal shop. Yeah, and I like how real he got with her when he, she was talking about is it worth it? Getting well, there's married? a lot of lot of talk about marriage and how like no one really is happy in marriage. Yeah, well, in this it, movie, everyone's having second thoughts. Even the the uh, father, the priest. Uh, and the church is saying that, like, oh, but that's because they never should have been married in the first yeah. place. And we see um, uh, a display from the professor that Joyce is boinking. Uh, he's obviously boinking one of his students, so his marriage is falling apart. James Rebhorn, guys, who's in things he's, that I <laughs> He's in all sorts of things. <laughs> I want to say he's in, in Babe, but that's not him. That's no, the that's other the other guy. guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The other guy from the end of Seinfeld <laughs> yeah. and uh, Independence Day. <laughs> Cromwell, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, James Cromwell. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look him up. He's in, he's in things, <laughs> and he's pretty sure. <laughs> we oh, also I'm, get uh, the principal from uh, Breakfast Club. Ah, yes. He's he's like the secondary loot uh, cop guy. And the tertiary loot cop guy is a like. <laughs> <laughs> Is this, is a silent cop who looks, I swear to God, like old Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. He looks the same. He looks like in 50 years, we're going to look at this and be like, holy shit. It's as if Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> aged 70 years, <laughs> went back in time, and then got a really bad wig to cameo in this movie. <laughs> 
Yeah. To fucking mind fuck me. Yeah. Oh, and um, so, yeah, it's worth it to see that <laughs> if you're a big fan of Benedict Cumberbatch. This could be his technical MERS movie, too. <laughs> um, chronologically speaking. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> How do you follow that? I don't know. It, it has moments of, like, interesting halfway there uh, self-referential stuff. For the most part, though, the entire movie is, like, prolonged teasing death sequences. And, like... Just that's, a lot of him in the frame. Yeah, and that's that's what I noticed is, like, this movie is not scary whatsoever. There's nothing... I, I, I'm thinking even, like, the most chicken shit of people, like my sister, wouldn't <laughs> get scared at this movie. Yeah, I, well, I think... There's, like, things that happen that happen in horror movies, but none of the shots ever have... There's not even really any jump scares. Yeah, do you think even in, like, 19-whatever, 80-something, it still would have had the same, like, no scares again, still? I mean, like, it's not as if it's, like, completely unenjoyable. Like, I've watched movies that haven't scared me, but that are horror that are fun to watch. Like, I would say this I had reactions to this movie. Like, I was, like, mad. At this, like, I'm mad at the characters, which is what you, it's part of the fun of a horror movie is yeah. judging them for sucking at save, trying to save their own life. Yeah, exactly. It's in that way, it's a lot of fun. I almost was getting scared because I knew you would scream on, <laughs> like, on, on, like, purpose. Because I, I'm the only one who's seen this one before <laughs> in the entire world. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I was just like, oh god, how, how loud is Elvis gonna go? <laughs> just for fun, I would just pretend, scream like obnoxiously loud. So yeah, so I was actually kind of scared this whole movie. Uh, so, so I'm scarier than the movie, apparently. <laughs> well, that's, um, we knew that. That's true. And uh, let's talk about Marvin Gardens. <laughs> what? Are, okay, so Marvin Travis, I think, is his name. He's yeah. a, he fucking works at the morgue. He's a he's a morgue boy. He's kind of <laughs> the, the dork. He's the secondary love interest, and uh, he's got a hairy neck. He does he? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't notice that. Oh, it was the first thing I noticed. Ooh, I'm surprised I didn't. That it would usually throw me off. Yeah, I mean, uh, he has big hair. He, that, maybe that's what distracted me. Yeah. Um, I he like how he, he, he kind of walks around in his. I mean, maybe it's only the last scene, but he walks around <laughs> in his. I picture him in that lab coat thingy, <laughs> and I kind of like that. He he never has his tie completely straight, but that's a great character tick. Yeah, he's like, Should, oh, he's the goofball. He's, character. Yeah, he's he's got a screw loose, um, and he's also. He's pining for our girl. Uh, my favorite thing watching it with you, Randy, was uh, we we immediately meet Phil, her fiance, Amy's fiance, and he's like obviously a douchebag. He's gonna go cheat on her in his during his bachelor party week. Um, and then as soon as Marvin shows up, he's like, "Oh, I like this guy." And then he's like, not leaving her alone, and is like completely harassing her. And he's like, "Oh, this guy's an asshole." <laughs> And he continues to be just kind of the worst, especially when he peeks in on her, like changing, like completely violating her privacy, stalking her. He tries to kiss her like multiple, multiple times. Yeah. And she's kind of sometimes that's, she's kind of into that's it. That's the thing. She's totally into him, which is maybe where you kind of have. I mean, spoiler alert. She gets she's going to try and get married to this yeah, guy. Is she successful? <laughs> Probably not. But uh, that's no, no fault of her own or his own. Yeah. Um, that's all Phil. <laughs> but yeah, so like, because they dated back in the day, and then he left for a summer, and that's when she met Phil. That's the backstory there, and Marvin's never let it go. Yeah. And, and she, she likes to keep him around, because I think she likes the attention. I think she likes, likes the attention. having I think that she, backup. She does like him in more than just a backup capacity, but because I, th- I think she's conflicted more on a a social thing, because basically the only real reason she gives outside of she's dating Phil now is um, that uh, she doesn't want to be in a clever line. Um, she doesn't want to be joking about dead bodies for the rest of his life because she's or he's a more or a mortician. Um, 
Which, so, well, she's not going to be joking about dead bodies. No, which actually, sin. I'm thinking because of that, because she can't joke about it because it actually happened to her. Yeah. That makes it okay for her to bury. That's, <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. If she wasn't... Okay uh, with dead bodies? Or no, no. <laughs> if she wasn't um, ha- or like horrified and traumatized by all these murders... She wouldn't have married uh, her true love. That's true. She wouldn't have been able to get over that surface level judgment. Well, I mean, it was obvious to me that Marvin hired the killer to kill all these people because oh. then it went to, and then it worked out perfectly for him, but then not really because then it, it starts the cycle over yeah. again. I did not get that. I think you're just pulling that out of your ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's it seems kind up. of an interesting thing. Um, uh, no, yeah. I mean, that's what I wrote. I wrote Marvin hired big man to do it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that would have been an interesting twist because Marvin is kind of an asshole. The only reason he gets a pass is because again, she kind of likes it. So he, he helps the sister with homework. And yeah, he's. Her lap. He, it's just some like the other thing is like this. But is he's not, a perv. He's a per, which again, a lot of dudes are, and sometimes you date them. <laughs> and it's someone's okay. got to. I guess. It's okay, but but like I don't want to defend him, but I, at the same time, like I feel like if he was her boyfriend, almost most of his behavior would totally be fine. Yeah, well, like, I, but I think the move, the movie, if the movie is saying anything, it is like that. There's just kind of a fine line between stalker and killer, maybe. Yeah, again, because, it's I mean, not clever enough to really hammer that home. But it is interesting. Well, I mean, because we see the three men. We see we got Jogger, Elliot, Tom Hanks. It takes Tom Hanks, like a guy that looks like Tom Hanks, is the one you actually want to go out with. Yeah. They, she even said that. Like we're he's t- gorgeous. Well, yeah. he's like he's running and and looking at me, and and then she's like, I kind of want to bang him or something. Yeah. Like that. And he's like, or like you should go talk to him. So there's that one, which is still it's no like it's just like different. It's just a kind of that's one. Uh, I'm losing the frame. No, no, no. It's uh, one, one version hand, yeah. of or of, this, of, of a stalker spectrum. spectrum. Sto- exactly. We really, one of them gets laid. One of them bothers you all the time, he, but is your buddy. He wears you down into a relationship. He's <laughs> Marvin Gardens is total friend zone. Yeah, and then the other one murders everybody. Yeah, those are the that's the stalker rule. And, and th- kind of like in a slightly tangential, like if you went vertical with this spectrum, I think you have. Um, uh, Detective Gamble <laughs> yeah. as the obsessive stalker because he's stalking his uh, his killer his killer or, yeah and he's like forcing no one else to help him about it he's being really dumb he's <laughs> the worst detective <laughs> like of all the characters in this movie he's the most inept he, he has actually a gun sh- on the guy uh, shoots him and then lets him still dies <laughs> yeah. and not in a cool Michael Myers kind of way like Donald Pleasance and shit but no yeah no 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 he just uh, is stupid. There's no spatial awareness in this film of, like, where you are. Nobody like, has peripheral vision, <laughs> yeah. which is, oh, my God, that reminds me. The, I have a thing called the spider theory, um, and it's actually in uh, – it relates to the lack of peripheral vision where it's um, – if you see a spider, a, you know, a terrifying eight-legged, disgusting yeah. hell spawn in your room or apartment or anywhere, the one thing you can't do is take your eyes off it because as soon as you do, it's gone. Uh, and then you don't know where it is, and it could strike at any it's like moment. Up on, yeah. yeah, or you could go to bed that night, and then fuck, it's in your eyeballs. Yeah, and there's um, babies everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. So the the one thing you can't do is if you see a, a scary spider, it's terrifying, and you got to find something to smash it or call for help. But you can't take your eyes off it. Uh, otherwise, you'll lose it. And that's exactly what she does in this movie. She sees the guy from the window, and she has a perfect opportunity to get someone else to look at her because Marvin Gardens is like five feet away. It's like, hey, come over here and see this guy. But she can't stand to look at him, turns slightly away, calls him over, and then, he's of course, gone. he's gone. So it's kind of a rant. 
I call it the spider theory. I, I like the spider theory. Yeah. Put it on TV drums. <laughs> you could have saved Amy's life. Exactly. Well, Amy does. Well, I guess she doesn't survive. <laughs> no um, one survives. Surprise. Uh, let's talk about Hanks. What? Oh, my God. Um, his, Elliot. His Hanksiest line. Want a goober? <laughs> we had a whole moment where I was convinced he was eating snow caps. And, and we rewinded goober. it. We paused it. We tried to enhance. That doesn't work in real life. It was indeed goobers. I, I apologize. The coloring looks a lot like snow caps, though. I think it's just it's an old box. It must be. 80s goobers look um, different. I don't know if I've ever had a goober. Have you? No. Are they chocolatey? Are they fruity? He's got a goober. Ah! Uh, uh, gossip guy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let, yeah, so let's talk about Hanks. He when I kept joking like <laughs> every time, every time a new character would show up, it's like oh, it's not like just to piss him off. <laughs> he takes for he's like what two thirds. But the, it's great because they actually reference him as the jogger, and the, we talked about that scene. And, I, and it took me, I realized it would be him, mm-hmm. like, I think the scene before it happened. Yeah, yeah. He, like, there's this tiny buildup for this character. Yeah. Um, and then we finally see him. And uh, what did you think when you when we finally, he finally showed up and the movie started? <laughs> a, I thought that his hair reminded me of what I looked like in high school a little bit when I, like, I waited too long to get a haircut. Mm, good looking uh, guy in high school. And then, uh, no, 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 he pulls it up better. <laughs> of course uh, he does. B... Uh, I think he his teeth were a little bit bad. Right. Yeah. You, uh, you didn't notice. I didn't it. notice because I, I, I mean I, I have a little bit of a, a, a halo blunt. effect. Yeah, with, exactly. with Tom Hanks as I do. Uh, so this was pre you know paycheck Hanks. Right. Before he could you know get those the, or maybe just cleaned. I, like I don't even know. I, I mean it's yeah, everybody and you're allowed especially yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're uh, on camera and that's your job. Yeah. Um, oh you know I don't. Yeah, it's not that no he wasn't here. Yeah, and then it's, it's certainly not that he wasn't at all charming. But it's interesting to think that. I mean, I can't remember if that we saw much of his teeth in Mazes and Monsters. I'm guessing maybe that was the paycheck that finally got him his teeth. <laughs> I doubt this movie did it. Well, but now I want to watch that movie just to track his teeth. Yes, yeah, so we should. We'll, we'll redo if we did this in chronological order, like we should have done. <laughs> we'd be able to find the the Hank's teeth. Um, It'd be cool if you, did, if you did the first movie, then the last movie, and then the second movie, and then the second to last movie. You do that. Oh, that's It'd what they did crazy. on uh, Matt Myers' podcast, James Bonding. I want to say. I think oh. they, they went to the middle. Interesting. And now they're just doing whenever a new one whenever comes new out. Ones. Um, but we didn't do that on this show. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, okay, although so we did just. Oh wait, no, I can't place this in the timeline. <laughs> in the timeline. Um, <laughs> so, but what do you think of his performance here? I mean, he definitely was probably the most interesting person, and and part of it, I think, is a self fulfilling prophecy. We came to this movie to That's see true. Hanks. That's true. So if it like if it wasn't Tom Hanks doing this role, I, th- I don't know. But like, he also had the most interesting things to say. He's got the best material, uh, so it makes sense that they went with someone who they thought could do something interesting with it. Yeah, uh, and I think he probably gives the best performance in the movie too. Granted, it's, it's hard to tell. Like, Amy's good. You're not giving it to Len Gamble? Gamble's terrible. <laughs> I like Gamble a lot. He's very watchable. But he's a bad cop. He's bad. Like, he's I mean, not supposed to be. Well, actually, he probably is. I, well, I mean, it, there's this weird dissonance because it, it seems like the movie's trying to make it seem like he's that rogue renegade cop who's going to solve, like, a, like you know, like every action movie uh, yeah. cliche. But he, he's just so bad at it. <laughs> the performance is not bad, but... Uh, 
again, like interesting. I'm, I'm glad to watch him. I think Amy is actually very good. Yeah. But uh, which is interesting because I don't think she was really in anything after this. She doesn't have a picture on IMDb at the very least. Oh no. Uh, well, maybe because she died. <laughs> oh, um, but no, uh, I, I'm gonna again. I, I'm gonna say I give it to Hanks. I'm obviously biased. What, what's your uh, James s- Rebhorn, <laughs> the man who was in things. <laughs> He wasn't bad either. Actually. He had a pretty good couple scenes with uh, our girl. He did. Yeah, he made her kind of taller. <laughs> yeah, what was her Joyce. name? Joyce. Joyce. The third. The um, third. The one who's sleeping with the professor. He was a professor. She was the slutty one. Although yeah. they were all kind of slutty, which I don't want to say slutty. I, no slut shaming here. Um, no, they were all uh, just going for it. Going for it. And like, I, again, that's not really her fault that she's boinking a married dude. That's his fault. Uh, and you're the professor, dude. You, it's, uh, James Red Cromwell, Horn. <laughs> <Red> Horn, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, he was good. I, I could say you could argue that he had maybe a better performance than she did because uh, he had this weird like, I'm the alpha male and I'm married and I'm fucking this girl and I'm really hot. Like I like I'm confident, so that makes yeah. me hot. But I'm also afraid of the dark. <laughs> and that was really like, interesting. Yeah, I love that. Like I'm not gonna go check it. <laughs> I love that. So, Maybe I'll give it to him, but like, uh, there's obviously. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. I no, mean, no, no. I agree. Great. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to be as as partial as impartial, or rather, as impartial as possible. So he's really good. Also, big um, Nancy fan. Nancy was good. Are we shipping Nancy and Elliot? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, would have saved tr- Nancy's life. It would have. Like, yeah. There's a point in the movie where Nancy stays home to help with uh, our girl Amy because she knows she's freaking out. Finally, someone believes Amy. Yeah. Um, but by doing so, she she cancels her date with Hanks and, yeah, dooms herself. This shows you what happens if you don't go out with Hanks. Yes. You if die. If you don't follow the Hanks, <laughs> you will be killed. <laughs> so far, the only thing we know is if you follow Hanks, you might be immortal. <laughs> and this podcast will <laughs> be the true test of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly going to take a long time. Uh, so uh, we've covered almost everything, but there's definitely one more thing I got to talk about, and that's Nancy's death. Oh baby, um, smoking a little pot. Yeah, now okay, listening to a little music. She puts her headphones on, having a little wine. Um, and now here, here's here's how it worked for me. Every scene in this movie, because uh, I saw I saw this once before you. So here's how I was approaching. I was watching it alone. <laughs> he knows <laughs> you're alone. Um, so I was watching it alone, and uh, he knows you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, Wait, were you watching it alone? I was watching it alone. He knows He's alone. He's alone. <laughs> uh, which is kind of sad because why would you do that? But it was. Uh, <laughs> My justification is that we were starting Tom Hanks Gaming and I wanted to start with a movie before anybody else got there. And I also wanted to be one that no one would miss. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, did, the, did the world know that you watched it last Tom Hanks Giving? Was that on the list? I think I did tell, oh, mention okay. that at some point. Okay. Um, but uh, yes. What was my point? Oh, no, no. So the whole movie, it's like you can very obviously tell when a kill is coming. And it's just and you kinda, can even tell what shot is coming. Yeah, and it's what not, moment. Like you see the four knives on the wall, and I, and I was even kind of liking it. I was like, oh, the next time we see it, there's going to be one less. But they, the execution of it is so poor. You can see the anticipation in every yeah. shot. 
Um, and like by by all means, maybe the most guilty was the scene where Nancy is alone. She's had her shower. She's mm-hmm. in a robe, and she puts headphones on to listen to a record player like an idiot because she has the whole house to herself. Yeah, so there's no reason on. to but wear I mean, the headphones. This sounds better. I guess that's like they're maybe maybe they're Bose headphones. <laughs> um, so she's a, she, or they're Beats by Dre. <laughs> Oh God, she's uh, a very artsy woman. So she is likes that her. how you took her character? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I don't think it's there in the the movie, but that's your headcan. I I appreciate yeah. your your um, contribution to the film. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interactive movie. My Marvin conspiracy theory is what saved yeah. the movie. Um, no, so so she's listening to headphones, and it's the most obvious shot that uh, he's going to come. And of course, he shows up, and then his knife goes for her her neck. And here's the thing. You obviously had a different reaction because as soon as that happened, you're like, oh, her head's going to be in the fish tank. Yeah. I don't know. I, I honestly can't remember if I knew it was coming or if I had no idea. But I recall when I saw the gratuitous shot of the worst prosthetic head I've ever seen <laughs> with the weird zoom in that for like four seconds <laughs> – I laughed my ass off. I couldn't believe it. It was the funniest death I'd ever seen in a movie. Um, wow. You did not have quite a wild as, as wild of a reaction, and you were calling it like immediately. So, well, I mean, they, they talked about the tank and the fish, and Marvin brings a fish over every time she visits, which is weird. Again, uh, sign of how stalkery obsessed he is. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, it just seemed obvious, and, and I think. You might have played into that because I think you kind of when you saw the fish tank, oh, yeah, you made a thing, did. you made a noise. So I, I was like, oh, okay, something happens in the tank. I apologize for ruining the tank for you, but no, no, I, no I, it's I, fine. Uh, no, I think you're being with you while watching it made it way more. Like I, I don't think you want to watch this alone. He knows you're alone. He knows you're alone. He knows you're alone. What movie are we talking about? He knows. You're alone. You're alone. Uh, finally, <laughs> I do want to kind of... Oh, can I actually say something real quick? Oh, please. Uh, I don't think... I had seen the final oh, right. minute of this movie before, because I came in at the very end of that on Tom Hanks Giving this mm-hmm. past year, which was very weird knowing the exact ending of it. Which is weird, because the movie starts with basically the, the same, same scene. Thing. Exactly. I was like, wait, did we see the ending already? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a seven-minute film. But I also did not remember the name of it, like because she's like Phil. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that, which that would have made the connection very <laughs> yeah, immediately yeah. because Phil is her obviously her presumptive lover. fiance, and then she marries Marvin, and then Phil shows up to be the killer again. Yes, yeah. so the cycle continues exactly, which basically is really shitty because like the lesson is every scorned man will kill you. Yeah, uh, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but the dudes will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, well, I think you have to be engaged with them first. That's right? probably so true. Do we yeah. think that Len Gamble stole the other guy's uh, honey? Yeah. That's yeah. definitely my how I take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Because it seemed like they definitely had a real relationship. I th- we had that really big expository scene with uh, yeah, yeah. Breakfast Club principal that <laughs> yeah. we didn't need. But that was with but that was with the uh, <laughs> Cumberbatch old man time traveler. Um, <laughs> finally, sorry. Yeah. I do want to I do want to close this podcast with a discussion that the movie kind of brings up. Doesn't really it, it leaves the you horror. to it leaves you to answer. No, because uh, we kind of talked about the horror okay. self-referential stuff and how it doesn't really get anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it does ask this question: 
is it worth it? Is marriage worth it? And we get a couple different perspectives, mostly rocky to bad. But uh, what do you think, Andy? How do you take marriage? Is it terrifying? Is it worth it? Is it something you look forward to? Uh, it's something I look forward to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because my parents are still married. Uh, I think they're reasonably happy. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they it's one of those things. They are. You can say that like they argue, but they love each other. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... But no, like I just to have that bond with some person, even though I think the whole idea of it is probably old fashioned and whatever. But hey, tax breaks. Tax. Well, there's obviously advantages. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I I want that. You I, want I, I, you I want, want it to be. Of course, of course, you yeah, want it to be. But yeah, it's how that realistic part. that is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to think. It's hard because, like, you like to think your judgment of someone or, like, knowing when it's correct. But then, you know, people change, I guess. People change. There's an expiration date on the hormones and the chemicals you're feeling. And that comes with changing. And kids can obviously change the equation. Absolutely. It's hard to say. But, I mean, I. As to single. This is a very cynical look at marriage. For sure. Oh, sorry. Oh, the movie. No, no, yeah, go ahead. And I was just going to say I want to be the the optimistic, uh, positive person and be saying, like, marriage can be worth it and is worth going for. I, I like that. I like that you're, you're repping the optimistic side. I think that's probably the smartest thing you could do. I think I have slightly more cynical tones, um, maybe relating a little bit to Amy. Not, not that it's bad, but it's just like, I don't know if marriage is for me. Yeah. But I do say, like, I, if again, it comes down to the right person. It's not something that should happen, but if you find someone, I could see it. Yeah, don't do it if like it's like the timing or something. It's like I gotta get married before I'm. Yeah, ready. yeah, you should. Like, you shouldn't stuff. feel the pressure. You should just go for it if it's the right person, and you should take the time to know if it's the or right. Or the person. right amount of money. Or the right amount of money. Obviously, <laughs> there's other reasons to get married beyond love. Um, but if you're going for the love, that's what we're really giving advice on on this Tom Thanksgiving podcast. <laughs> um, because this is all about marriage. Yeah. But what I would say, and what kind of has come down to. Uh, after over these last couple of years, I've kind of solidified like the person you want to get married to is uh, how you should base at least how I base my criteria um, on a potential marriage partner is that you should be able to host a podcast with them. <laughs> oh, are you gonna propose, Andy Green? <laughs> oh God, I've been waiting for this. You have been so great <laughs> on the Tom Thanksgiving podcast. And I know you're married to Aaron on Gossip Guys. <laughs> but oh, if God, you'll what, have me. What are you asking? <laughs> will you be my podcastfully wedded husband? Oh. I don't want to be alone anymore. Oh, God. I kind of wanted this to be a cliffhanger. <laughs> Just be like, well, um, uh. <laughs> 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 So we didn't really know how to end this episode. <laughs> uh, I do. <coughs> oh. oh, it's double meaning. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> I might end it there actually, <laughs> but just in case, I want to get the option. Um, so Tom again, Thanksgiving pod. Follow us. No, yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll, yeah. Um, <laughs> fun movie. 
<laughs> not yeah. good, but fun to watch with friends. I would recommend it. Uh, and, and it is really cool to see the first thing that Tom Hanks ever did. Yeah. Right? This is his first film, or is this, this is first his everything? first everything? I mean, he may have been in, he like... some TV stuff? Tom, I don't think he did TV stuff before this. Uh, certainly, it's not listed on IMDb. This should be his first thing. I'm sure he did acting before. Maybe he was in something, but this is his first... He didn't just roll off. <laughs> like, they just found him and plucked <laughs> <Yeah>. him up. <laughs> this is his first credited role, and this is kind of... I mean, like, we don't know the full story, but essentially what got him his first feature, which led to the Hanks we know and love. So, that for... For that and for just kind of the goofy fun... Hank Storians. Nice. <laughs> this is why I'm marrying this guy. <laughs> no, but uh, for the Hank Storians in us and for the fact that it's just a great kind of fun, bad movie to watch with friends and make fun of, I would recommend fucking, it. Yeah, Head in a Fish Tank. Head in a, one of the funniest deaths I've ever seen in a horror movie. Check it out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And uh, that's it for this week. So, Andy... Yes. As always, thanks for being oh, on the thanks show. Thanks for having me. Of for course. all the best movies you choose for me. <laughs> uh, where can we find you in uh, other uh, when when you're not on Tom Hanks Giving? When I'm not on Tom Hanks Giving, I am on my own podcast, Gossip Guys, mm-hmm. uh, with Aaron Davidian, and I am at Wandering Green on Twitter and at Gossip Guys Pod on Twitter and Instagram for the uh, same things. Awesome, yeah. and uh, of course you can follow the podcast at Tom Hanks Pod. Send us an email. What did you think of? He knows you're alone. Just let us know if you've seen it. I would be and if you're, shocked. Let us know if you're alone. Let us know. Yeah, tell us if you're alone. Just tweet, <laughs> yeah. tweet that to us. Um, tweet us if you're alone, and then we'll be there with you. Yeah. Because you've got a friend in us. Aww. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Wait. Hanks for listening. Hanks for listening. <laughs> it's been a long day. Want a goober? Yes! Wait, are the snow caps? Tom Hanks, we fell in love with you, Tom Hanks, just like so many do deeply, because you made us smile, and you're great on screen style, so that's why we give thanks, because you've got a friend in Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks, Tom You're alone, podcast listener. Don't turn around. All of one! <laughs> oh, man. I want a divorce. <laughs>